Hey, what's up, bro? What's up, Specs? Man, I'm getting ready for the interview. You know, we got an interview today, bro. We got an interview with Ada Souza. You know, the dude who he with? BWA? Breadwinner? Bro, yeah, BWA Gates, bro. Come on. Yeah, man. I know what Gates is, bro. You gonna do an interview today? I mean, I was, but I just can't tell you something just came up. For real, bro? Hey, I don't know why I'm gonna ask at this point. It don't be me, bro. I really be trying. I really be trying. Whatever, man. Do you, bro? I handle like always, bro. I Appreciate it. it, bro. You know I always do it, man. Hold it down, bro. Hey. Yo, what's up, man? This is Chill in the Green Box with Specs Thompson in the view. And once again, my co-host, he ain't here, man. I guess he out fighting crime again or something. I don't know what's going on with, but we got uh we got another guest, another um artist, uh music artist this time. You know, Alex Sosa. Right, what's going on, about? man? Right, what's happening, big brother? Everything 100. Yeah, 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 man. For uh, for the people who don't know who you are, man, uh, introduce yourself and tell them uh, a little bit what you do and whatnot. Man, Alex Sosa, Alex Sosa 1K, Bit 1K, whatever you want to call me, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, music artist, entrepreneur, uh, Frenchy breeder. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of different hats on wearing right now. A lot of things I'm trying to get into, but. Mainly, we focusing on music today, so we're going to stick with that right now. All right, all right. Uh, so, on this show, I mean, uh, you're from the same area, you know, I'm from. So, um, most people I interview, they, some people get the, the, uh, the concept and don't get concept, but uh, chill in the green box. So you know you know a little electrical box that in front of the, the hood or whatever, you know, you be chilling on. Yeah, man. Yeah, so that's what this show is. And we're basically going to we'll chill on that, you know, talk, you know, and just break stuff down, which is my first segment, you know, breaking stuff down, you know. Uh, you know, everybody who don't know who chilling on Green Box is, a Green Box is a green electrical box that be in front of like, the street or the neighborhood, you know, uh, when we was young or people still do it now, to get on and chill, talk with their friends, break down concepts, ideas, and whatnot. And so that's what we're going to do on this show. Yeah, so man, I ain't never been on the block. I ain't never been on the green box, man. Stop playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah but um, uh, but my first segment, like I said, was breaking it down. So we are gonna break you down so the people you know know more about you. All right. Yes, yeah, sir. Let's go. All right. First question. It's just random questions too. Uh, Shoot. All right. Yeah, just I put something. I just put it in like a random thing. And it's give me questions. So the first one is uh. Uh, if you could choose one of your team members, you know, that help you out with your, whatever you do, you know, you, you do Frenchies, musical, whatever. If you can choose one of them to work with for the rest of your life, and that's it, which one would you pick? I ain't gonna lie. I got a, uh, I got a real small team, but my team real mighty. They, they handle a lot of bidding. We really like the Spartans from 300. So I'd say like okay. one of my, uh... If I had to just pick one, I'd probably say my boy Trey, my boy Paris Trey. Okay, okay. He been hey, he been one of your day ones. Uh, he been one of my day ones since I met him. Yeah, you know, see, I'm really, I'm originally from Columbus, Georgia. I moved to Augusta when I was in like uh, like ninth grade or some shit like that. But goddamn, okay, okay. um, since we met, I met him after I got out of high school. When I got out of high school and I started um. When I came back to music, I took a break. I've been doing music, so flashback. I've been doing music since I was like 12. I moved to Augusta and I kind of pushed away from it. And then it kind of, certain uh, turn of events kind of pushed it back in my life. So when I got back serious with it, I met him at um, Cruise Studio back when it was down there by Josie. 
And uh, ever since then, like we really been locked in. But I really, I really say I pick him because everything that I'm not, he is. So he really like my other half when it comes to doing things with music. That's why I say I pick him. Yeah, that's what you need. That's what you need, man. That's that's what's up. That's what's up. All right, next question. Uh, what music do you put on to turn up? Or to get you in the mood, or get you lit, like get you, you know, feeling good, whatever, you know. I mean, besides I yourself, I know, I know, I, I know you, I know you gonna say you put you play yourself, yeah. but besides yourself, <laughs> not even that though, cause more so like, see, I'm a student more than anything, like, so I listen to music to learn. I really, personally, I don't turn up per se, get lit things like that. Like, I'm more business oriented. I'm more structured about things that I do. So turning up, it'll just be like music that I say put me in a certain vibe. I really So like you say you say you're a student then, so what you putting on like a like some money man or something? Um, uh, I listen to Kevin. Kevin? Okay, okay. I listen right. yeah, I listen to Gabe. Yeah, we don't get in that we'll get in that later too. Yeah, yeah. I I say to turn up to turn up I put on some little baby shit. Little baby. I put on some okay. little baby shit. I like that little nigga. Yeah, that nigga. That nigga make you want to get some money. I fuck with the baby shit, man. Okay, okay, okay. All right, yeah. last question. This segment right here. Uh, if you was forced to watch uh, one show, uh, like that's it uh, for a whole week, like, and what would it be? Can I give you two? You give me two. Or it just got to be one. You give me All two. Right, so. It, it got to be like a show or a series. Something that got multiple episodes. I say if I had to watch it for a week, it'll probably straight be- like twenty, like twenty, like like from twelve a.m. to twelve p.m. Back, back, back. Yeah, it'll probably be. A lot of people might not even know this show, but the one hundred on Netflix. Yeah, I, I I know about it. Uh, I, yeah, it's like the people that came back or whatever. Yeah, they came back to Earth. Yeah. I say the one hundred, or I say something like manifest. I'm watching. That's that's one of the last series I don't watch, and it just came back on. I ain't they, got a chance. They, they kind of the same show, ain't it? <clears throat> nah, the one hundred. Some they totally different. They totally the the different. manifest about the plane, though, right? Yeah, manifest about the plane. See, I'm really, yeah. I'm really like a nerd for real, for real. I like stuff like science and, and magic and hey, shit like that. This what this what this show this is show about, man. Like this, you know. This is comic book and you know um, hip hop, and I put it together, so you know you you fit right in. Yes, Lord, I, I like I like stuff that gonna make me think. I mean, it's cool. Like BML, that'll be like my third. Cause I, I can see I, I see a lot of uh, um, similarities in BML, just how they move and how they were structured and the trials and tribulations that they went through to get to where they was at. So I fuck with BML too. That'll be my third if I had to put a third on the. But like if I just had to watch it for a week straight. I start the 100 over. I start manifest over from the beginning. I'll be finished before then because I'm a binge watch. <laughs> all right, all right. Yes, Lord. Well, that's, that's what's up, man. Well, that's my uh, that's that's in that segment. And if I'm going to the next segment, uh, I don't know if you uh in the in the comic books and stuff like that, but like in the comic book world, you know, uh, if you want to learn about a, a character, like you want to learn about, you know. Spider-Man or whatever, you want to go into his back issues and know more about his origin story. Right. So th- this segment, we can go into your back issues so people know more about your origin story. Yes, sir. All right. So you already told me, though, but 
Where are you from? And what do you call your hood? Yeah, I'm from um, I'm from Columbus, Georgia. Columbus, Georgia is it's kind of similar to how Augusta is, cause how Augusta border South Carolina, Columbus, Georgia border Alabama. So I'm from Columbus, Georgia, and I'm originally from Elizabeth County Apartments projects. Really, um, they call it E County. Well, I done moved around Columbus so much, I can say I'm from everywhere down there. To be honest. All right. Um, I think it's a uh, Phoenix City. Yeah. So it's Phoenix City, like uh North Augusta, or it's it's not. You know how North Augusta is like, totally different from Ray Augusta. So is Phoenix City the same way? Phoenix City look totally different. One thing I can say, you gonna know you in Alabama. I say that. <laughs> I say that you'll know you in Alabama because it's just. I mean, not saying like Columbus, like Columbus is a really uh poverty stricken city. Like it's not it's not a big fancy city. They got they don't really have no outlets in Columbus. So it's not like a city that just like you know how Augusta got the um the masters. So like how Augusta got the masters, you can tell that they use the money from the masters to kind of put an image on the city. Columbus mm-hmm. don't have that. So one side of Columbus look just like the other side of Columbus. It just got a different street name. And really okay. they got you know, they got good size and bad size in every um, city, but for the most part, Columbus looked just the same. Like, it looked, it looked just like that. Phoenix City is like a country version of Columbus. No disrespect oh, to my people from Phoenix City. It ain't <laughs> like a, it's, yeah, it's like a country version of Columbus. Dang. All right, all right. See, the only thing I know, I mean, I've been out there a couple of times, whatnot, but uh, every time I go there, I probably went to a club, but mainly strip clubs is all that I was going to. Yeah, that's all they got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. right. I think it's all I think it's all on the same strip too. Yeah, Victory Drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um I know you said you been rapping or doing music since you was twelve, but what got you liking music? Like what got you into music? Like you uh, heard the song, like, man, this is dope. Like what got you really into music? To be honest, I just felt like that was always my purpose. I always had a way with words. I I always been an intellect since I was a kid. Like I've always been reading, I've always been a writer. But um more so like musically wise, I used to listen to Lil Wayne a lot. And I just like how he was young and he used to put words together and just hearing his metaphors and things like that, that kinda made me gravitate towards music. And you know like any most people that grew up in a black household with a mama or whatever, like your mama wake up Sunday morning, she cutting music on, you gotta clean up the house. So just listening to yeah. different different songs and listening to how people express themselves through their words and through making music that kind of what put me in that um that kind of what put me in that lane i say okay yes. now being being from columbus uh did you uh listen or know uh like bohagan or uh yes, um the only one i know is bohagan and lady yeah. that lady used to be signed to uh applies yeah i, I listened to them growing up okay it's a but lot of other artists it's a uh, it's a lot of street legends from Columbus like D Keezy, D Keezy, aka DK, um, So What, um, who else? I used to listen to Newt, Lil Newt, Long Lil Newt. A lot of people don't even know Cash Out originally from Columbus. So I yeah, I to, think I knew that. Yeah, yeah I think I knew that. His, yeah. his daddy still work at the radio station down there. If I'm not correct, then forgive me. But I think his daddy still work at the radio station down there. Michael Soul. Um, did, did he put any artists on through uh base loaded or nah? Yeah, Lil Nuke came up with uh Cash Out. They had a they had a few records together back then, and now it's a whole new generation of artists that's 
upon the bases loaded. But I say like them the first two that I knew growing up, like they was really with it. So I know I know bases loaded. So was Jay Money out that way? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't want to. You know lie. Jay. Yeah, I know, you know Jay, Jay Money. Money. Yeah, I know him, but I'm not sure. Yeah, cause like I don't know if you're familiar with me, but I was doing the um, Seven Hundred Six and Broad mixtapes back in the day. Right. And uh, I did the first one straight from Augusta, and I caught hell. They was like, and you just doing like these folks ain't the Seven Hundred Six, and I caught hell for that. So the second one, I branched out to everything that had Seven Hundred Six, cause damn near all right. of Georgia's Seven Hundred Six. Right. And that's when I, you know, I got uh, uh, contact with uh, damn, what's his name? Well, the, uh, the East Side Boys got a, a record label, and somebody out there is signed to uh, the East Side Boys. I can't think of his name right now, but he looked like he was popping. I don't know, but he was. I was contacting with him, Lady. Uh, I think Bo Hagen was my Facebook friend at one point in time, but right. he's not no more. Then, like, I did some work for Jay Money, like when he was popping with uh, Young LA. Right. But then all of a sudden he popped on my face, my Facebook. Friends list, so I assumed he was from that way somehow. But right. like this man tried to highlight well, like one of my exes and all. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, like he's scamming through Facebook, going through my shit. Like, what? No, dude, dude crazy. Though, yeah. But um, I know you said you kind of like a nerd uh, earlier, and uh, so did you uh, watching like superhero cartoons or even reading the comic books on growing up? I ain't know. Or, uh, and you, well, you young enough for anime, so it was anime. <laughs> I ain't never really been a fan of stuff like that. Like, I ain't never really been a fan of comic books and, and uh, anime. I recently just started watching Marvel movies, like, a few years ago. Avengers, that's, like, mm -hmm. my one of my favorite movies. Endgame, Infinity Wars, and shit like that. I fuck with them. But uh, I ain't never really, like, I ain't never pe I was in the streets early growing up. So, like, yeah. I kind of suppressed the nerd part of me up until I was, of age enough to just start being myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, right. I kind of, I was a product of my environment. So I was doing what everybody else was around me doing. This shit I like secretly. Like, when I go home by myself, like, this shit I like on my own. But when I'm in the world, I'm doing what the world doing. I'm, I'm with my friends. I'm growing up. I'm learning things in the streets. I'm moving about in the streets. But I've always been an intellect. I've always been somebody that liked to learn. I've always been somebody that, like to read and want to know why I want to understand certain things that other people probably don't even think about. So like, but as far as like anime and comic books, I seen them. I had a little partner back in the day. He had comic books, but I ain't never had, um, I ain't never picked one up. I ain't never, only anime I knew growing up was Dragon Ball Z and I ain't, <laughs> yeah. and I ain't never watched it for real, for real. Now my yeah, boy yeah. Trey, my boy Trey, he, he don't want to be trying to hit me to all that stuff. Like, the little animes and stuff like that. But again, he the other, he everything that I'm not. So, like, that's yeah, yeah. stuff that he like. Yeah, but so, uh, uh, growing up, you said, you said you, you suppressed that, you know, because uh, you're probably environment or whatever. But it seemed like the younger generation, they trying to blend the two together, you know, like, uh, like, uh, uh, like, uh, was it Juice World? Right. The uh, uh, Triple X, you know, he he blended like his stuff together, and they kept the the, the, the nerd shit with the hood shit, and, right. and um, Uzi did it too. So you think it's just like that's more acceptable? You know, it's okay to like that stuff now. Not that versus you got to be you got to be hard all the time. You know, <laughs> not that it's more so acceptable to like that stuff, but I feel like we in a generation now 
where it's more acceptable to be yourself. And you can okay. you can put yourself on front street because there's so many platforms and so many different lanes. You you might feel like something not cool until you speak on it. And then it's a hundred thousand other people behind you that feel the same way you felt. They were just scared to speak on. It. So I feel like now it's more platforms and it's more ways for you to express yourself and get it out there to people that feel the way that you feel versus back then growing up we used to have to ride bikes to our friend house and knock on the door to see if they was home now i can text you on whatever app on my phone and see where you at so it's like yeah it's more it's more eyes and it's more people it's more people to um you have more reach now to be able to put that on wax versus back then shit, we did what we saw and we saw what was around us every day now it's like through music like you said juice world it it's um what you said oozy like people yeah. like that they was able to blend that and create a lane of people that that feel just like they feel yeah um who who who, who or what got you in the studio at 12. what got me in the studio at 12. Can you um, say you started doing music at 12 you know like all right so boom one of my cousins one of my cousins he was already doing music, but he used to live around the street from me. So one day me and my big brother had walked over there. Really, we was just walking through the neighborhood and he was like, she trying to go uh, go to the studio, make a song with us. So I like, shit, hell yeah. Cause the whole time, this is my first time like actually thinking about putting a song together. Like I always used to write songs or whatever, but I kept that to myself. Or like, just like you said, like green box days, we used to be on the green box. We might just kick off a little freestyle session or something. Mm-hmm. But I was the youngest one. I always hung around older people. So the older people, they used to hype me up because I'm 12 at the time. They 14, 15, 16, 17. They like, oh yeah, he going crazy. So they they always put it in my mind, like, yeah, he he really he really hard with it. But my big brother had took me to um one of my cousins' house one day and he had a studio set up at his house. And I just went over there and made a song with him. And ever since then, that that's when we used to put songs on CD. Like he had burned okay. it, he burned it on the CD for me. So I listened to that shit like a thousand times a day, just scratched up and all. Yeah, just, just <laughs> hearing myself though, because I was amazed at being able to hear myself actually have put something together for the first time. So that's kind of when I like fell in love with it. Like, okay, this is something I really want to do. Like, so I was kind of obsessed with it then. But I never had. I think I didn't get back in the studio for like another six months to a year and that was on the um that was on like the east side with some of the older dudes i used to run with chino and mark v and um i forget who else was over there but we went and made some songs over there and ever since then like they kind of embraced me i kind of came up on the day wing and watching them rap because they was older than me at the time so they had more they had more um more funds to be able to do it i say so i started hanging with them rapping but they embraced me because they knew I was hard. Like, I, I've been doing this with them since the Green Box, since this up on the street lights. We rapping freestyling. Like, yo, I, I want you to come get on this song with me because I, I want to, you know what I'm saying, bring you to the studio. So just being around them in that environment, that's kind of what I say put the spark in me to do that around that time anyway. Bet, bet, bet. All right. Shoot, I'm finna move to the next uh, next segment, you know. Yes, sir. Uh, you might know this this term, but uh, it's called the hot keys. It's a double meaning term, you know, but uh, in music, you know, the DJs, they got those buttons on their turntable. So, they, you know, if it's 1245, you know, they're playing that Jeezy and drop that boom right there, cue it up. 
but also in comic books, you know, it's key issues, like I said, uh, when the character get introduced or like a new artist or writer get on a project, you know, that's the key issue. You want to buy that because, you know, a couple months, you know, that's going to be worth some money. Right. <laughs> so these are uh, questions that, you know, uh, uh, that I formulated, you know, you didn't give me none, but and I took it from, you know, just looking you up, some questions that you may want to talk about so people who watch this or listen to this interview will know more about you. Right. So, all right. All right. So your name, Alex Sosa. Yeah, Why you choose that? Um. So look, my middle name is Alex, really Alexander, but um, I used to watch Scarface growing up. I used to watch Scarface growing up, and his plug was Sosa, Alejandro Sosa, but they called him Alex in the movie. And I just like how he moved. I just like how he carried himself. And I started out with another name when I was growing up, like my street name. They used to call me VK, like just from being around and everything. But once I started, once I moved to Augusta, and I I started rapping when I came to Augusta, but I reinvented myself. I pushed away from it. So when I came back, I just wanted to come back with a whole new identity. And I felt like that'll just be like, that kind of summed up who I was. Like I wasn't just the average person. I was... I was really like that. So I, I took that on for myself. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yes, sir. Uh, I assume you've been doing um open mics and shows, right? I done did a couple, but not too many. Okay. Uh, so, like, you done, so, well, you, you moved around a lot. So, uh, how how was it our time shows versus the ones local in here in Augusta? How, how would you compare the two? Um... I, I think I, I did do a show in Augusta, and I did a show in Atlanta one time. How would I compare them? I'd say, like, you know, anywhere that you're from, I feel like it's going to be harder if you're not in tune with the people that's where you're from. Out of time, people, you they either going to like it or they're not going to like it, and they don't have no reason to lie to you. So you really got to give it to all no matter what stage you're on. But I feel like out of town, and it was some bullshit that happened when we was out of town. I ain't even going to lie. Some folks had broken our car and everything at the venue. Oh, like that's Atlanta shit. for you. Yeah, that's Atlanta yeah, that for you, crazy, man. crazy, man. But goddamn, like, they showed Must have been the West Side. Man, I don't even remember where the hell we were. <laughs> that shit was from so many years ago. But goddamn, they showed so much love. By the second time I got on my hook, everybody in the crowd was singing my song. Like, I don't know what, I can't say what it was because that was really one of my first times performing. But like I said, people that's, that don't know you, they don't have no attachment to you. They have no reason to not want to see you do good. They don't have a reason to not want to see you succeed. And this was a crowd full of people that I did not know from a can of paint. So it's like, I feel like when you out of town, those people, they'll embrace you more because they always say people that you don't know going to be your biggest supporter. So not saying, like, the city didn't show love when I came because they did show love, but it's more so, like, my reach, me personally, I can't really speak for no other artist, but my reach personally, the people that was, that I never met before in across this place or across this state, they always showed me more love. So I say I favor out-of-town shows now, but I feel like after you reach a certain point, the city that you're from, they going to embrace you too because they get to claim you. You know what I'm saying? They get, to, they get to feel like they're a part of your success because they was a part of what made you that. So it go hand in hand. Cool, cool. 
And I see, I, I tell by your tone that you were, you was reluctant to do uh, open mics or whatever. But what, what keep you from doing shows? It's not that I was reluctant to do them, but I say I started on, when I started taking it seriously, I took a big jump in the beginning. So it wasn't that I was reluctant to do certain shows. It's just that my career went at a faster pace than I expected. I expected me to have to go through open mic, doing shows here, doing shows there, for me to get the attention and the buzz that I wanted. But it didn't go that way. I I was fortunate enough to catch a buzz without doing all that. So it's just how I was moving around at the time. I didn't get a chance to really do many because they wasn't, it would have been counterproductive to what I had going on at the time, if that makes sense. Right. So you wouldn't do one now? Like, let's say it was like an art, like P-Nice, he does some art to showcase. So you wouldn't do one of I his did, things? I did one of his shows before. I did one of his okay. shows before. Yeah, I think that that might have been one of the shows I did in Atlanta, an Ugly Money show. So, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. like, um, it'll just have to make sense. It'll just have to make sense. Because I feel like it's levels to artistry. So certain certain artists need certain things to, to get them where they're trying to go. And certain artists don't have to do certain things. Not saying I don't feel like I have to do certain things, but I feel like certain things are beneficial to certain people. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, I, I did the marketing for artists. You know, I, I was really, you know, part of the team that really helped Lucci get on and whatever. So, like, uh, I've seen, I, I know what it takes. You know, dude went from being nobody, well, this is somebody from Summer Hills who, you know, who he is now. But, uh, a lot of things that you know we we did with him and other artists uh was uh go like do do these shows it'll it'll probably be you know outside looking in it might be the alex social show show right right but really it's an open mic so you're going to you know truth or whatever and you performing you on a flyer or whatever but it's seven more artists you know performing too but you know, you just got to make it work for yourself. You got to right. make it smokes and mirrors because, you know, outside looking in, they see a show to see the crowd. That's why uh, it's funny. Some people, they do shows and they have the camera all on them. Right. Nobody want to see you turn over so that you can see the crowd, see people really, right. you know, out there, you know, rocking to your music because then, you know, it's just group thing. Right. Oh, these people dance to your music. So, like, um... Two little tricks. It depends on like, what kind of show you in. Like for you, like if you do a show, you know, at some young ho or whatever, right? It'll make sense for all your homeboys and people you hang out to be on the be on the stage with you, right? Because they could be all turned on the stage in the crowd. They could be still. So you want them in the crowd to get everybody else jumping. Cause right. I mean, these these same homeboys, same people. You know, that might be their cousin, brother, sister in the crowd with them. They might turn up in the crowd to your music, and they're like, "Oh, cuz like it." Okay, let me turn up too. Then you get the footage like, dang, you had 300 people come to this club. So now somebody in Carolina might see that and say, let me book this young nigga right here. Right. And that might be your first paid show. You know, then you can go from there. That's that's how it works. Right. uh, And I will say this. I will say this, not to cut you off. I will say this. For every artist that is doing shows, like you said, it's it's perception based. It's an entertainment industry. So you got to be able to entertain. And any opportunity, not saying every opportunity is a good opportunity, but any opportunity, I feel like to, I don't care if you're in a crowd of 100 people and only one person go look your music up after that, that one person might be in touch with a 1,000 people. So yeah. it's all about how you represent yourself and how you give yourself to the people. I won't say like 
I don't want to do shows. I don't go do shows. I don't go do this, that, and the third. But like I said, it just got to be done. It has to make sense to me. If I don't feel it, then I'm not going to put myself out there because I'm not going to be able to give my best when I know I'm capable of giving my best. So, but just like I said, anytime it's an opportunity that you feel like it's beneficial to your career or your success, then go for it. I don't care if it looked like uh, the club patting on the one person bobbing their head. Still give it to all like they all came to see you because you never know how that might transpire to the audience that's coming behind that person. Yep, yeah, right. Um, and I skimmed through some of your music or whatever. I'm not sure. Um, was he Facebook friends before or after? I'm not sure. But uh, I first got put on to you through Shorts. Shorts came to my house one day yeah, and, that's my and brother. We was talking. Yeah, we was talking about something, and he was like, uh. Yeah, you you had turned up on that uh what was it Kodak Black? Was it Kodak Black? Yeah, super It's brilliant. you in the alley. Yeah, yeah. yeah super and he had put that he had put that on for me and whatnot and uh and you got some a lot of numbers on that and some other songs you got too. So like uh, like you said, you, you don't you don't do shows that much. So are you pushing music through social media or just like people in like you hang out with pushing music? Like how do you get your, your music out to people because like you said, that's that's shorts told me about you. I didn't see you share it on social media, so like, how you get your music out there? Cause the numbers are higher than most, you know, Gusta artists, you know. Um, I do push my music through social media, and like I said, when I first came back and started taking it seriously, I was blessed with, I was blessed with um a jump in my career. I was blessed with somebody that's major in the industry being able to embrace me seeing what I was doing kind of gave me game and mentored me allowing me to use their platform speaking of Kevin like Kevin Gates he he embraced me early on in my career and actually gave me a certain level of his platform to be able to I say like I said get fans outside of Augusta so a lot of my views that you see they might not even come from the city they might come from somebody in Canada or somebody in California or Louisiana or wherever because my name don't reach every state in the United States and some not in the United States. So I kind of got, I, it, it wasn't like a, uh, like a cheat code, but I kind of got like, I got blessed. I would say that I got blessed with a certain kind of platform that I just was able to maneuver and utilize for myself to be able to push my music. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of Kevin Gates, uh, which is next, my next question. How was it linking up with um, Breadwin Association? Because I see you had a song with Ron and whatever, and then you gave more information that, you know, Kevin Gates helped you out. So how was it linking up with them? That's my family. That's the first artist that, first major artist that actually really embraced me early on when I had 200 followers on Instagram. So, like, just being able to connect with him, because that was my favorite rapper. That still is my favorite artist outside of myself. Just being able to reach out to him and get embraced by him knowing that he could have looked over me and skipped to the next um artist or the next person from his own city let alone somebody from where i'm from it just it just showed me that anything that you got on your mind or anything that you're trying to pursue if this your purpose then it's gonna happen it's gonna align for you it may not happen when you want it to but the closer that you get to becoming the version of yourself that you see yourself as everything from that is going to radiate on you and it kind of was just like i learned so much from him without him telling me and with him telling me that 
it it still resonates with me to this day. So it's nothing that I say like I can never take anything from them. Like I love them sincerely. Like that's I can call them right now for anything and they'll tell me or they'll give me whatever it is. But I'm more so of a person. If I know this, I'ma match this out. And then if I need some more information, I'ma come back for it. But also what people gotta understand is you gotta bring value to a table that's already valuable or you'll seem like an opportunity, or you'll come off as somebody who's trying to get something and not give something. I was able to provide a certain value to the team at the time. So that's kind of how, that's kind of how I um, got in where I fit in with them. If that makes sense. It do. I mean, I know exactly, you know, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, Cause I was going to ask you about why you didn't um, just, Always embrace, you know, BWA, but of course you just broke it down to me. So yeah, and that's well, you know, I had, to, I mean, you don't, you don't have to break it down why you didn't, because I mean, I, I understand, but uh, yeah, no, the thing is, like at the end of the day, we had a conversation, and what I took from the conversation was just because something doesn't happen right now doesn't mean it's not gonna happen. But yeah, growing up, that was a. I say what I met him like three three years ago, four years ago, or something like that. Me growing up now, I understand it more than I understood it then because a lot of artists, they could have took a certain conversation and took it like, oh, well, he ain't fucking with me or this, that, and the third. But everything he did for me after that, it showed me how much he really did fuck with me. Everything that he's still doing for me to this day, it shows me that he's still, that I'm still that with him. So I can, it's not, just because it don't look like something on the outside don't mean that's not what it is on the inside. Because I value yeah. relationships with people. I value situations with people. So it may not seem like it's this, that, or the third, but it could be that. You just might not know it because it might not be time for the world to see that. Yeah. You want to build yourself up to a certain point that your light will shine whether you next to them or by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I understand. I see, uh, you know, I came across a lot of a lot of artists, you know, they hang with, you know, certain artists like, uh, uh, right, just, uh, Uber, you know, I, I, I'm Uber drive, whatever, and I picked up a, a, a guy in Augusta, right, just Uber, and I hear him talking, you know, niggas talking, and talking like, he on tour, and this, that, there, like, uh, another nigga that's going on this open mic tour, telling his homeboys he's on tour, or whatever, and I'm kept talking, so I was like, let me see what he's talking about, so I said, you on tour, bro? And he's like, I know, I said, you rap? He like, yeah, he gave me his name. And I was like, that's what's up. And then he he dropped the major artist name, too, that he's on tour with. I was like, what? And he was like, yeah. And um, I looked him up. The major artist followed him, all that. I was like, dang, this dude really doing his thing. But outside looking in, the artist never shares anything on that light of that kind of world. Yeah. Like, the artist is uh, this more of a, what made them famous. You just see that. Right. You don't see they hang out with goons. Because dude, like, like, I reached out to him just like I reached out to you by the interview. And I feel like he kind of brushed me on the rug. Because he got numbers. And it'd be good because, you know, I can tag it a certain way that he'll get more views. Like, I can do the same thing with you. But with him, it'd be more. Because the artist he with is hot right now. Like, real hot. Right. But you never see the artist, like, even them chilling. You never see them together. I don't know if you know why Peanut was with Thug. Right. You seen him. You seen Thug put Peanut up or whatever. Right. Um, the other dude, what's his name? With Lyrical. Uh, is Lyrical Lemonade? 
whatever the little little Tekka, whatever he um yeah. internet money right. dude from Augusta for internet money. You see internet money, you know, put stuff with him, right? And uh, you see that stuff, but this RG don't see nothing, right? But I, I assume it's like not his time. Even his videos he put up, like he just too too turned up, like like like. I and guess the situation happened. Yeah, yeah, Bruh Flow, he reminds me of like a YM Melly or, or something like that. Like he got it, but I think he's just too hood, too in the street. Like, and like, the thing is, when you dealing with artists who done been in the industry for way longer than you done been in and been around certain things, they know certain things about your image and your yeah. representation. So it's like you got to be mindful of that. You might feel like they putting you on a shelf, or you might feel like. You're not getting the light that you gotta. You deserve at the time, but it's more so like you gotta be in a position. You gotta be in a shoes. Yeah. To see, it might not be. It might. It might not be what you wanted to be if we do it like this. So we're gonna take a different approach to it. We're gonna allow you to learn from what we're doing. We're gonna allow you to see this firsthand so that you can make the necessary adjustments to be in the position that you that that you already in, but for the world to see you in that position. Cause a lot of times people won't fuck with you until they see you on side of somebody else. They won't. Yeah. They not gonna embrace you until they see you hanging with this person or that person. So would you rather them fuck with you for who you are and what you're doing right now versus them only fucking with you because they see you on side of this person? Yeah, see, I I I, 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 I recently just made a post about that on Facebook, but like, I don't I don't see like oh because I'm not hanging out with Lucci, I'm not doing stuff with Lucci now. I'm treated a different kind of way. Like, I like, dang, like, niggas just hit me up, want to chill, do all kind of stuff when I'm on a road with Lucci and all kind of stuff. And now, now I'm a whole different lane doing something different. Right. Them saying, you know, hey, hit me up or doing this ain't happening. Like, I recently in the A and um, I hit somebody up, you know, do something for me. And they gave me the out of town price. And I was like, what? Like I like before you be giving it out to me, you know, just here it's free, man. I I got you. Now I hit that out of time price. Like, dang, that's strange. But when, but if I was like at the studio with Lucha, whatever, you trying to pull up or do a kind of stuff, or you right. know, hey, give me a shot, you know, all that stuff, which is weird. But uh, even Lucha, like some of his homeboys, you know, they they rap. Uh, one of them, he didn't change his whole image, so he raps now. He and he and I. I Lucha just posted his video about that about him, but he was also one of the guys that was like too street. And like I remember a couple of situations we done been in because they were too hood, we got in some real deal situations. Right. Like like we done got we got shot up at at, at uh couple clubs, you know, uh uh the uh J Prince Jr. situation, you know, that whole beef thing. Like it was stuff going on. Right. A lot of stuff reading hit internet, like like stuff was in California, some stuff didn't hit the internet that was really major, like situation that should have been like on TMZ and stuff that never hit. But right. like, but like still like yeah, people like you can't they, they always want to be be on a, a rap or whatever, but you know they couldn't do it. But uh, I see you uh, said you do Frenchies, you know whatever. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh street artists or whatever they go into the, the selling dogs thing though, so. Where you where where's that wave come from? So why how come everybody changing lanes from doing one thing to getting money, and then now they selling dogs? It's legal. <laughs> you don't want to do illegal stuff for your whole life, even if they wasn't doing yeah. nothing illegal. You know they say it take at least seven incomes to be a millionaire. So you gonna yeah. want to branch off and do something.
don't want to branch off and do certain things that you enjoy doing. I'm personally a person that I don't too much care for big dogs. I like small dogs. I like dogs I can maintain. I like dogs that I could, you know. And I just really um one of my big partners from Louisiana, King Ox. He got a he got a Frenchie kennel. He used to deal with bullies and things back in the day, but he transitioned to Frenchies a few years back. And just watching him and his success with it, it kind of um after having a few conversations with him. Like, it kind of put a bug in my ear. Like, maybe there's something I need to try out. Maybe there's something I could, you know, get some, uh, get some more, uh, another stream of income with. And it turned in from that to really, like, just showing, like, I really do like these dogs. I really do have a love for animals. And I really do, like, again, I'm able to transition using my street mind into becoming an entrepreneur, being able to meet people from, Texas, Miami, California, um, Carolinas, just everywhere through an animal. So that's just like music to me. Like you're able to extend your reach to a different kind of people. I done made a lot of fans from selling people dogs. I done made a lot of good business partners through talking about dogs. So it's like, that's something that I can't speak for everybody. I don't know why everybody do it. I mean, it's a wave right now. It's just like how they got credit yeah, card scammers or they got anything like it's just a wave right now but anytime that you i was fortunate enough to get ahead of the wave a little bit i kind of caught it before a lot of before it became a fad to catch it because back then when i started everybody couldn't afford friendship so it wasn't like a a thing that just everybody was doing it kind of was a select few people that you know the colors was different then the structure was different then so now of course you know after certain amount of years and certain amount of times and inflation in the uh, economy, prices change, uh, markets get oversaturated, undersaturated. So going through certain changes, that might have been a way for people to make their way in. But, you know, it's a blessing to see people making money outside of the streets. You can do something legal. You can do something that actually, I done seen, I just seen the other day, somebody got an offer on one of their bullies for 150K. I done seen people personally sell French's $50,000, have $250,000 dogs and tell them no, just one dog, not even a little dog. So, I mean, it's a way to, it can change your life if you do it right. I'll say that. So, uh, I know you said kennel earlier. So, are you just breeding dogs or you you got your own kennel? You don't breed, breed a certain amount of dogs and now you got your own little, I guess. Yeah, I got my own kennel, head first French's. Okay, okay. Yes, Lord. What so, so why is that the route to get your kennel and not just breeding this dog? So why, why makes a certain person kennel what people want to sell? Like, is it like designer dog or something like that? Is it like that's what a kennel is? No, nah, a kennel just means you do it professionally versus you just doing it out your backyard. Okay, kind of like my my uh, my concept of kennels be like uh, every dog that I produce going to be this height, this color every time versus yeah, I have a dog, it's going to be like, different colors and random. Like, you never know. No, nah, that's kind of like, that's just structuring your business. Cause I mean, you can start out a business a certain kind of way and then catch a vision along the way. So okay. it's kind of like, yeah, that's true. Like you got a kennel and they only produce this certain kind of dogs, but it's trial and error when you're doing anything. Some people yeah. just doing it seasonally, they only do it once a year. 
you won't hear from two, three years. Now they popping back out doing it. But my definition of a kennel, like this, is what you do, like if I can't, if I can call you and you ain't got it right now, you know who got it. You are able to do okay. it. You can get it done. I can, that's my definition of a kennel. You do this professionally. You're not just a a backyard dog. Yeah, you got your dog. Your dog's got papers and shot records. Yes, Lord. All right, but um, see, cause cause my cousin he started his up. Uh, I think, I think he still do it. But no, he still do the kennel. But this way, I think when he first jumped in, he bought the dog with the puppy still inside of. It. I was like, damn, how do you even know? Like, so yeah. like his dog was pregnant and all. And I was like, that's crazy. I never heard anybody buying a dog that's already pregnant. So you already get a litter right out the gate. I was like, man, that's You'll crazy. You'll be surprised, man. I done seen, <laughs> I done seen some of everything happen with this dog game. I done seen, I done seen some of everything. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, man. All right, I can move to my next segment, which is the last segment. You know, uh, it's called digging the crates. You know, uh, double meaning turn. You know, music. You know, you dig in the crates. You know, you get that vinyl and the CDs and those classics back in the day, yeah, and also sure. with comics. You know, you do the same thing, find some key issues, you know, some, you know, some, some, something like you want to find that Spider-Man issue that, you know, you read back in the day or that's on a movie now, you know, something like that. You right. want to dig through them boxes. But this right here, I'm just going to dig through uh, your brain real quick and just uh, hit you with one question, you know, and you can take away something from this whole interview, you know. Uh, so you had, uh, let me see, let me see. You had a time machine, right? Like you can replace like uh, any artist on any label throughout time, whatever, and you, and you could be that headline artist on that label. Uh, what label would you pick uh, from throughout time to be like that headline artist? This may sound crazy, but I probably wouldn't do it because everything happened for a reason and everything that went on in the past, it went on the way it was supposed to for me to be who I'm is right now. If I would have mm-hmm. changed that then, I ain't no telling where the music would have been at right now. I ain't no telling yeah. about the artists that would have came out. I ain't no telling about just how music would have been going. So just for the love of the sport, just for the love of the game, I probably wouldn't change anything. If anything, I'd be just a front row observer to what was going on just so mm-hmm. I could use the information for myself. But I wouldn't want to replace nobody and put myself in their light. Just like I was saying earlier, it's a time for everything. And you might feel like you're ready for some at a certain time, but a lot of people, I give you an illustration, a lot of people want to be millionaires, but if they woke up with a million dollars in their account tomorrow, they'll go broke by next week. Because they don't know, they don't have the management or the financial literacy to be able to use what they have. So I might have felt like years ago I was ready to be in a certain position, but now years done passed and I done learned so much and I done witnessed so much that then went on with the music industry. It's like I wouldn't have changed the thing. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have replaced myself with anybody because I needed I needed to go through these steps in order for me to be who I am today. I needed to hear certain artists' music for me to be able to become who I am today. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. That's yes, what's up. sir. Alright. Hey, uh been dope, man. Good talking to you, whatever, man. Uh, for people who you know enjoyed this interview, man, where can they follow you or listen to your music or just you know follow your movement at? Where can they follow you at? Um, y'all, you y'all can get at me on Instagram, Alex Sosa One K, my YouTube channel, Alex Sosa TV, Apple Music, Spotify, every major platform. Y'all can follow me. Y'all can hit my songs. Y'all can get updated on everything that I got coming. 
I got a new project on the way with my boy Pierce, Trey Fast Lane Reloaded. And I got, I got three projects following that. I'm not sure if they're going to all come out in the uh, 2023, but we working on them. We finalizing them up. So hopefully y'all will get a lot more before the end. Out. All right. That's a bet, bro. Appreciate yes, you having sir. me on, man. And I all appreciate right. you a bit, brother. Yes, sir. Yep. Thanks y'all for tuning in. Thanks for watching the show. Sorry about my co-host, The View. Always got something, but had a great guest, Alex Sosa. Make sure you check out his music, his songs, and everything. His music video is great, dude, man. You're gonna be a star, watch. But you know, you wanna read my co you wanna read my co-host books and whatnot, check out legacyview.com and you can follow him at Legacy the View. You wanna follow me? Follow me at Spec706. And you wanna be part of the show? Hit us up at chill on the green box or chill on green box .com. out of here.